Good morning, afternoon to all the lovelies listening in, all my VIP guests here at the Thirst Stores and Coffee Shops. I am your host, Miss Ebony, serving up the VIP topics here, and I'm thankful that you're here today. Uh, just want to get straight to it. Just really been thinking about some things, um, some recent uh, news and articles and things that just pop up, and I really, really wanted to address this, and this is very important to me because I care about the kingdom of God and I care about I care about souls and I don't care if you're a child, I don't care if you're somebody that's behind bars, I don't care if you're, you know, a celebrity, I don't care if you are, you know, a homeless person on the street. All souls have a right to the kingdom. And we can reject the kingdom based on our own doing, but God's love supersedes anything. And I believe that God wants everyone that he ever created in this earth to be back with him. The prodigal son story is a story of redemption. And Gomer is a story of redemption. And Hosea, I mean, Jesus just dying on the cross is a story of love and redemption and forgiveness. So I just, I'm not God and I don't think like he does and I never will. But I understand parts of the heart of God. And I understand that God loves us so deeply that even in our darkest hour, darkest sins, things that we've just done that have just been so, in our mind as humans, would think would be unredeemable. We, we, we are, some of us already feel unworthy to even be with the Lord, but he makes us worthy because he loves us and he, was, he called us to be here. He wants us here. It's on us to make that decision to choose Jesus, yes, but it's his love that just it supersedes, you know, it covers a multitude of sins, you know what I mean? And I think where we are as a church is we're at a place, certain people, I'm not calling every Christian in this place, but we've come to the place of, especially with the social media culture and just everything being out there. I've seen a lot of Christians become more like TMZ, gossip places, persecuting other Christians. I mean, literally the kingdom of God has become this disarray of, it's just been out of order. And I'm the type of person to see what God is saying about these things. I don't care if people say that they're using the Bible to speak truth and they're calling out people. I've seen a lot of blasting people on social media, Christians blasting other Christians, Christians bringing out information about certain things and celebrities and all of this just thinking that they're doing the lord's work and i'm just like you have no idea that you are just so in error it's like we get on social media thinking that it's on us to tell people the error of their ways and i'm just like yeah iron sharpens iron we're supposed to hold each other accountable but when it becomes like this is the norm and this is all we're doing god ain't in that i'm not gonna say i think god's not in it no i know he's not in that it's like i could say for instance like I'm going to bring up a story right now. And my heart got heavy this morning and I literally was crying and I prayed for Beyonce's salvation because I don't know if people have known, but allegedly she's going on tour um, with this Renaissance album. And there's been already a lot of talk about the things that she's been coming out with a lot of her songs, whatever. I used to be a Beyonce fan. I used to listen to her all throughout college, my younger years. I had the no, no, no CD. Bill's Bill's Bill CD was a CD that I, I came out, usually I don't talk about celebrities, but the Lord told me to talk about everything. So I'm going to put it out here because my heart was really heavy today. I've had Destiny's Child CDs. I still have the No, No, No album. Not the No, No, No album, but the Bills, Bills, Bills one. Loved Beyonce, loved Destiny's Child. 
followed them up until the point where I just didn't follow anymore when Beyonce went solo and just I had to stop listening to her music and we I don't need to go into why okay because we all know why however as somebody that carries a prophetic gift and I never really full out said this but I'm going to say it now I dream and the Lord has shown me a lot of celebrities over my years. I don't know why. I didn't understand it at first, but I understand that's his heart for me. And the reason why he wants me to see those things is because he wants me to pray. And he does show me things that go on. I have had many different dreams about Beyonce. I do believe I've shared one on here. And I've also shared it on an older podcast that was the Kingdom Trends podcast. Um, because the Lord let me to sh uh, share it. And I also shared a dream I had about Chris Brown. Now, if you're somebody that carries a prophetic gift, a lot of times the Lord will show you things that you didn't ask him to show you. It's how he communicates with you. It's how he speaks to you in your dreams. And he wants you to know some things. He will show you the mysteries, especially if you're close to him. Close to him, That is what he does. And generally speaking, when the Lord is showing you something in the prophetic about someone else, it's usually him showing you what they're dealing with in their heart. Because it's deep, right? He's not just going to show you something that's surface. Sometimes it is. Sometimes it isn't. But usually he's showing you their heart. I'm not going to share the dream about had about Beyonce. It's on one of those podcasts that I did a while ago. This isn't the reason for me sharing this. reason why I'm sharing this is because I don't feel like God would dismiss Beyonce if she chose to repent and she came into the kingdom as we would want her to, right? But I feel like as the body of believers, some people, because they finally come into the knowledge about whatever the Illuminati is or whatever this elite you know, club is that a lot of these celebrities are part of actors, singers, rappers, whatever. They think that this is something new. This has been happening for centuries. This happened way before Beyonce became Beyonce. Do you know what I'm saying? So my thing is, why do we expect Beyonce to act like a Christian when she isn't? She does not live kingdom. And she shows that in the fruit that she bears. Like we shouldn't be out here talking about something that's old news. Like her being a part of this elite club is nothing new. But as a Christian, what we should be doing is praying for her soul and her salvation. We should not be on social media even talking about her, thinking that we're releasing some new information that is not new. <laughs> I started studying the the dark kingdom and music music way back in college before there was Christian platforms on YouTube and there was YouTube. It was 2009 and 10 to be exact. And my cousin and I were studying this stuff because of a link that we saw posted on Instagram or not Instagram, excuse me, Facebook. And I saw talked about this in the oath segment, which you probably want to listen to that before you listen to this one, because this actually leads up to this. And I didn't think I would, the Lord was going to have me on this, but I'm on this today and it might be a two part series. So even before then, things were happening because like I mentioned in the oath one, my leader, one of my spiritual leaders at the time, who was my youth pastor, who also is a rapper told me about subliminal messages in music. But even then I didn't listen. I was like 17, 16, 17. He, we, he was taking me home and he was telling me about, yeah, you know, there's subliminal messages in music, right? And I was like, no, I didn't really know that. But even after that, I was listening to every rapper, every song, feel good moment that I had. And I struggled with lust and I struggled with a lot of things outside of that because of that. But I had to stop listening to that because that wasn't helping me at all. I only, want my, I only had my flesh wanting more. Hence the reason why I stopped listening to a lot of the Beyonce stuff and all of it, actually. But my point is... We make kingdoms so hard. We have been making kingdoms so hard for people to enter into. And Beyonce is just an example I'm using because of how people have been bashing her. And recently there were some things that came out about Tasha Cobbs saying a prayer over Beyonce because she's about to go on tour. I heard, I saw the prayer when someone posted it and I was just like, okay, 
big whoop. Why wouldn't you pray for her? Like, like, I don't think she prayed for God to use her because we all know that God's not using her. But I think her prayer was surrounding her actually going on tour and doing this massive tour, which she's demonically influenced. We know that. And if you knew anything about the heart of God, he will show you these things and to pray for her. Honestly, it may not be long before Beyonce is not here anymore. We really don't know that. We don't know if this is Beyonce's last tour. It may be. But why wouldn't we pray for her? Because literally tomorrow could be her last day here on earth. And all I see is Christians bashing her and talking about she needs to repent. She needs to repent. But you need to pray for that. And I get on social media talking about that. Do you see me? Like my heart got heavy because I'm like, Lord, like I would never want anybody to go to hell. Who am I to put her into a hell? It's like Christians put people into a hell before they can even have an access to the kingdom. It's like, it almost feels like we make it so hard to enter into the kingdom. And when people get into the kingdom, like Kanye, we expect so much from them when God doesn't even want that for them. It's like, they're still babies. Why do we expect Kanye to be walking this full out Christian life when he just got, came into the faith. It's like, he's working on it. He's working at getting better. And if you would be wise, you would go and watch a lot of his videos, even recent videos to see where he truly is at. I believe he has not left the faith. And I feel like he's sticking this thing out. I feel like Kanye is moving in the faith more than pe Christians that have been saved for 30 plus years, but I'm not going to post nothing. I'm going to have you go do your own research. Cause some Christians would be like, I'm not watching anything from him. He's not really saved. Listen to what he's saying. The media is going to portray him being one way. But when you listen to the interviews that he's had, listen to all five, three, even the ones where people are just walking around talking to him. Listen to the words that are coming out of this man's mouth. Now, his recent decisions, I have no part in that, but I'm listening to what the man is saying. He's got some wisdom there and he's really talking kingdom. If you really think about it, think through a lot of the things that he's saying. He might not know all the words. He might not say all the right things, but he's still being worked on and keep praying for him. You know, I generally wouldn't be sitting here talking about slavery all the time, but this is where God was like, talk about it all because I, I see what God is doing, but everybody doesn't see that because they're blinded by self-righteousness. They're blinded by we're doing this right. You're doing it wrong. It's like literally if people that are doing these platform things up here talking about all these celebrities and Beyonce got saved tomorrow, would you accept her into the kingdom or would you still be bashing her? Like, why is she saved now? Why she's like, she can't do anything right. That's how people treated Kanye. It was like he was darned if he did. He was darned if he didn't because a lot of Christians were the ones that were persecuting him. He didn't get persecuted for the world. The world that was following him literally led, were led. I, I had read that people had looked up Bibles after Kanye got saved and started doing that Kanye church thing and the king, Jesus is king. There was the, the, the looking up of the Bible went up literally. I think someone talked about this on a podcast or I saw it. Literally, imagine if Beyonce said, I gave my life to Jesus. I'm no longer doing what I was doing. Do you know how many people will follow her? Think about it. It's crazy to think that people would do what a celebrity does, but they already do. You see how many people are going to buy her tickets for a concert? <laughs> imagine we want, we, we, we want that kind of influence, right? We want that kind of influence as a kingdom. We want people to get saved and people to follow suit or at least search for Jesus, look into what he's doing. Because if he could transform her, oh honey, he could transform anybody. I mean, he did it with John Ramirez. If you know his story, he was an ex-Satanist. Like Satan was his father, literally. And he literally killed his dad. His, his, his biological father died because he wanted him to. That's how serious he was in that game. Like it's, it was not a game to John Ramirez, but God redeemed him. So why not? He couldn't do it for Beyonce. 
I'm saying this for a reason. God is obviously putting this on my heart. This has been heavy on me. Like the last two days, I've just like, Jesus, why are we spitting fire at this lady? Maybe she's not kingdom, which I don't believe she is. But I'm like, why couldn't she be inducted into the kingdom? Isn't that what we want for her? But so many people are like, she needs to repent. She needs to be salvation. I don't care if Beyonce was on the Epstein log list. God can still redeem her from that. I don't know if she was. I'm just saying, I don't care if she was because that's what God would feel like. Yes, she needs to repent. Yes, she needs to get her life right. But he doesn't care even if that person get, did the most dirtiest thing because if they repent, guess where they're going? They're going to be with Jesus. That's the way we need to look at it. But a lot of times the church is looking at it like a self-righteous thing. Like Beyonce just can't sit with us. I don't care if she got saved. Like it just feels like she just have no right because she's so dirty. She's so filthy. But what did God show as far as Gomer and Hosea? But that wasn't about Beyonce. That was about his people. We tend to want to bash people that are not in the kingdom at all. And we tend to forget about what we're doing to God every single day. That representation wasn't about Beyonce. You know what I'm saying? Even though I referenced it in the beginning that it could it could be a story of the prostitution, but it was about Israel. <laughs> Most of the times God's symbolism was about us, the church, his people. Think about it. Israel, Ezekiel. Think about it, Ezekiel. Why did God's presence leave? It didn't leave Babylon. It went to Babylon. Read Ezekiel. God has been having me all in the, in the Old Testament. To know and understand what did Israel really do to really cause you, God, to constantly have to really show them this ain't it. <laughs> and Ezekiel, you had to make him see some things. And he was even wondering, my God, would your presence leave here? I think God's presence left because he felt like he had a better shot in Babylon than he did in his own, in his own place of residence. When you're doing what the world is doing, why would God, and you're his child, why would he, why would he not go to the world? You know how you have that first honeymoon stage when you first get saved? I feel like that's what God is about to start doing to people that have been in the world for so many years because they've seen it all. They've done it all. They've, they've experienced it all. They've had the demons in, enter into their body. They've had all of this stuff happen with them and it was no fulfillment. Why? Because they were still empty. That first ounce of salvation and love drawn to God that's where the zeal is so much fire. Like the zeal for God is just on on 10 because of the darkness, because of how stripped they were from the world. It's like the world doesn't give you anything because you know what it has to offer doesn't fulfill you. We've all experienced that. Like I've struggled with a lot of things and I'm just like, why would I go back to the world when I know it's not giving me anything, especially in times like these? Why even try to slip out from God <laughs> going out the back door? trying to come back through the window God's like no nah, if you're gonna go out there just stay out there don't even come back but that's not how God is he loves us but he wants us to also be with him and I feel like we're not we're not exuding kingdom we're not exuding we're exuding flesh and TMZ and gossip and shade room all over the internet and this is Christians doing this you know I just I feel like we're being a false representation of what kingdom should look like we think that we're out here doing God's work but we're not we're talking we're being gossip and it's mostly a lot of these platforms I've seen a lot of men doing it I'm like dang they used to say that gossiping was a female trait but a lot of these men out here are like Larry Reed and yes I said his name <laughs> I don't follow him I do not watch him but I know who he is but this is what the church has become this is why we have no power. This is why we don't have anointing. This is why we don't have miracles happening. 
God is God is not in this. In the dark times where people are dying and fly, dropping like flies, we need to be praying for people like Beyonce. We need to be praying for these celebrities because I hear about one, at least one or two or three dying a day. People that we didn't expect, like literally Elvis's daughter just passed away. I pray that she met Jesus. I really do. I don't know where she was with God. I have no clue what her life and relationship was like with the Lord. But this is why we're supposed to pray. Because we don't know the hour. We don't know the day. It's cool to hear people like Chadwick Boseman. Yeah, I know he made it in. He knew the Lord. I didn't have, I had no doubt in my mind about that. But it's like the ones that we are a little leery about. We need to be praying for these people. If God shows you a dream about Chris Brown, please pray for him. Don't get on social media and bash him. Don't get on social media and talk about how trashy he is, how he's not with the Lord. How he. A lot of these people are just demonically influenced and they don't have enough strength and they don't have the right people around them to teach them about what it means to come to Christ. They don't have the right influences. They don't have the people and you with a platform can teach that. What not? Why not let them come across your social media platform and you're not talking about them, but you're talking to them about the Christ that you live for. I don't want anybody to find me on social media talking trash about how they're not worthy of the kingdom, how they are demonically influenced. That's not going to draw anybody to Christ. They already know these things about themselves. They need to know that they have access to God. They don't need to know that they've done wrong. They don't feel worthy enough. Some of them don't even feel worthy enough to come to God because they've been judged so much by the people of God. Who are we to tell these people that they don't deserve to have Jesus in their life? This is where I'm getting at. I'm not saying what they've done is not right. But who am I to say that they don't have a right to the kingdom even when they have? I can't say that every pastor that has a platform is going to be with the Lord. I'm not going to make that call. I can't make that call. They're preaching in the pulpit, but they are sleeping with every Tom, Dick, and Harry. No pun intended. And women, men, they're sleeping around and are covering it up. That's what I also wanted to touch on, too, is when you do have something that comes out, you want to be the one to tell it before everybody else does. Because this culture right now is going to tell all your business. If you sin it, you might want to repent and then go before the people to let them know what happened. This is not secret sins no more because you never have a secret sin in this world, especially if you have a public platform. If you do something, even if you're cheating on your taxes, it's going to get out there. Just say, I repented. You see what happened with another one of the Christian couples that were that had a TV show and they were doing some dirty work with money. You know, it could have been greed. It could have been whatever. But look what happened. Now they're in prison. You better let it known. God will allow for it to be exposed if you don't repent. And you don't come before him, especially if you have a public platform. I think that's why a lot of celebrities, they run and they tell what happened with them to these tabloids or to these places before everybody else gets wins of it. Some of them will go out on social media and say, hey, this is what happened. This is what I'm going through. Y'all pray for me. They have to let it be known before it gets told out because somebody's going to get a win on it and somebody's going to make some money. So sometimes they'll release their own information or somebody will leak something because this is what happened. It's just a mess right now is where I'm getting at with the kingdom. And I just, I feel for us because it's us that God is trying to get to. It's not them. He can reach them and he's going to find a way to get his daughters and sons back to them. I think um, not long ago, uh, a friend of mine um, had shared this video of Cardi B on, um, and I pray somebody does hear this. You know what I'm saying? Like maybe a celebrity or listen to it and see I'm for 
the kingdom and I'm for you being in the kingdom. Hit me up. I'll, I'll teach you a few things. Uh, we'll get you into Jesus. We'll get you in the kingdom. Yeah, we we're invite we're evangelizing. We're inviting you in. I'm going to market to you. Um, but anyways. A friend of mine at the time showed me a video about Cardi B saying that she just wanted out. She wouldn't do this anymore. She wouldn't focus being a mother. That, to me, lets me know the true heart of the person, the true celebrity heart. I can't see the outward things that she's doing. Yeah, of course, WAP was one of the worst videos ever known to man. <laughs> but there's always this subliminal message in it. I think they were trying to tell us something without telling us, but... I never watched the video, actually, but, you know, you see um, pictures and stuff. But anyways, like, of course, horrible. But I really don't think that's what Cardi really wants to be and what she wants to do. But when you're in the industry, you've made an allegiance, you've signed contracts. We have to remember that these people, they've taken vows, they've taken oaths, they've they've submitted themselves to the world. They are the world's. And it's hard for them to get out because they don't have people like us that know kingdom and our kingdom that have strength and power and authority where we're supposed to bringing them in and praying over them and helping them to get delivered. Like we still got people talking bad about Justin Bieber, but it's like, he's trying, give him cred, pray for him. At least he's not where he was. He's seen a lot too. In a lot of things through his music, he's trying to teach us what's really going on behind closed doors. A lot of times, like we say things like, Oh, well, Beyonce's doing this. Beyonce's doing that. But Beyonce doesn't have, control over anything she really does it as much as we like to think she has all this power that's what the enemy wants us to think too so he can lead people astray and use her to be one of his pawns all she is is a pawn in this game just like jay-z just like anybody they want to put them up and yeah i googled like a while ago like who has the most grammys and of course she does and of course jay-z does that's all it's all that's 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 on purpose you know that because they're one of the biggest elites in the game but also they're controlled. They're, the enemy will only put out there what looks to be the best thing. They want you to be like Beyonce. They want you to follow her. They want you to listen to her music. They've given her money, 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 money. And you're paying it. You're buying into it. I don't buy concert tickets. I have never bought a concert ticket, so I'm not buying into it. But I'm just saying, like, they pretty much will give her the world. What What is it that Beyonce hasn't had? She married one of the biggest rappers. Of course, they're going to say he's the biggest rapper. He's a billion dollar rapper or whatever, maybe in the rap game and black in America. But he's not the big he's not the black first black billionaire. Trust me, <laughs> there have been more. A lot of people also you have to remember, they don't report all their stuff. There's billionaires in Nigeria. There's I mean, there's billionaires that are black or African-American that are all over this place. Like he's not the only one. But that's what the news and media is going to report because they're going to keep pushing people that want you to be influenced by and all that stuff. You see what I'm saying? It's it's all a game. But we shouldn't be so concerned with that anyway. But I'm using it as an example. We are kingdom, so we don't see things like that. But we also can be billionaires and millionaires and not be a part of an elite club. We can just be God's people doing God's work, building kingdom. Like God knows that we need resources. Like God could be showing you a dream of $60 million. That means that maybe something that he wants you to be invested in. And he, it could mean that he wants you to have that. And there's nothing wrong with you being kingdom and being able to steward that in helping people. Because we're here to evangelize and we're here to win souls and we're here to bring kingdom down. That's what we're here for. And enjoy life too. Have fun. Love. Like we don't have a lot of time. That little dash that's in between your dates, your birth date and your death date, that's not a lot of time. And usually we don't know when God's going to call us home. You might feel like you, it might be your time. God might reveal to you, okay, I'm taking you now. Okay, let me get ready. If, if you don't know, you got to live every day like you don't know. 
And I'm reminded of that. I don't I don't always do that. And I've checked myself when it comes to my parents, my, my mom and things that I say and things that I do and just how I live my life and how I represent Christ. I have to check that every single day because I don't know when my last is. I don't know when anybody's last is. My friends, my brothers, my cousins. I just have to love people where they are and just cherish them as they are. I think we've seen in the last two or three years that this is this life is no game. And the devil doesn't come to play. He does not come to play. He comes to steal. He comes to kill and he comes to destroy. And that's exactly what he's been doing. He's been destroying marriages. He's been destroying families. He's been destroying celebrities. He's been destroying your, 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 your job situation. God's allowed some things, but God is also birthing some beautiful things out of the darkness too. So I'm not saying that it's all drab and it's all darkness. No, but I really feel like God really wanted me to address this because we as a church have to do better. We have to be the body of Christ operating as unity one body, many parts. First Corinthian teaches that. That's what we are supposed to be. Using apostle, preacher, teacher, leader, you know, administrator, evangelist, prophetic giftings that God is calling us to use in order to reach people. A lot of people are going into the marketplace. That's where God wants us, businesses. A lot of people during the pandemic started their businesses and they're thriving. God is using that as a tool to draw people closer to him to reach people if you have a public platform in social media god is having you use that ask him what he wants you to post don't just post whatever let him lead you that way it can get the people that he wants you to have don't be so concerned with the followers be concerned with leading god will follow he will allow them to follow you're leading people to jesus you're gonna be like moses you're gonna be like dora the explorer come on everybody <laughs> come on over here but you have to make what they're, what you have to look appealing. Like literally evangelism is just marketing. Excuse me. <laughs> it's just marketing. That's all it is. You can take what is kingdom and apply it to the natural too. You're just a recruiter. <laughs> How many of you guys are in HR and you do recruiting? You're evangelists. You know that, right? You may not pray for everybody that comes in, but you're recruiting. You're trying to find people to come and work for the company that you work for. We're trying to find people to come into the kingdom, to work for the kingdom that we work for. You see what I'm saying? You see what a recruiter does? You see what an evangelist does? That's all they are. You're a recruiter, you're an evangelist. You probably carry the evangelist gift. I'm just saying, it's it's easy. You're a teacher. You're teaching people about Jesus. You're on social media, you're a teacher. You're teaching people about the word. I'm teaching somewhat here. I don't know everything. I don't know the word in and out, but I know enough of the Holy Spirit and a little bit of the word to be able to give you a something. But I have the heart of God. I really do believe I have compassion enough for people to teach about how are we supposed to love people? We're not loving people right now. We're judging. We're persecuting. I know if God put me on a platform and I'm started talking to celebrities, I start helping people and people are getting saved. It would be the Christians that were judging me. It would not be anybody else. People were trying to be figuring out how can I get saved too? That's what we want, though. But it's Christians persecuting other Christians. We can't we can't build a kingdom like that. We are suffering. We're suffocating people. We're telling them how horrible they are and they don't belong here. Who will want to be a part of a club that they're already feeling like they're not a part of? I don't want to be a part of that. We're showing them that they don't belong. We're acting like they belong. They're, we're saying that they belo don't belong. You're dirty. You can't sit here. But I want to sit here. You can't sit here. But I need to sit here. You can't sit here. That's the church right now. I don't care what people have done. They're dirt. You've done dirty dirt. You've cheated. You've skeeted. You've done all kind of crazy stuff. 
you've lied, you've cussed out folk, but yet and still you come and you repent every time and God accepts you back. Why can't God do that for somebody that has been in a darkness for most of their life? I just don't feel like we should be parading around talking terribly about Beyonce, even if you feel like what she's doing is dark and wrong and God has shown you that. Why would God show you that? And it, it, just to push her into hell? Just tell her, she, just to say that she doesn't belong? He's showing you that for her salvation, to pray for her. She's not under anything that any of us hasn't had at least any experience with. Some of y'all been in new age. Some of y'all have practiced witchcraft that listen in on here and probably practicing it right now. But will God not forgive you? I just don't feel like we, we pick and choose who God can use. That's what we do in the church. God doesn't. As you can see, some women be like mad because it'll be a girl that was an ex-stripper that come in or was a prostitute would come in and she'll end up getting married in the church. And we'd be like, wait a minute, I've been waiting for 15 years. And God's like, yeah, you're going to still wait. It's her time. It's not yours yet. First of all, you're judging her. That's going to make you wait longer. But that's the way God works. He don't operate on our time frame. And he definitely doesn't operate the way that we feel like he should. This is like a learning situation for all of us. And I'm not telling you to go and watch anybody's videos. I'm not telling you to go and engage with the mockery and the debauchery and the blasphemy and anything. I'm not even telling you to go to the Beyonce concert. I'm not even helping up for anything. I'm saying what the heart of God is telling me to say. And it's wrong for us to judge based on the outward. We already know that these people that are celebrities that do this darkness and do all this stuff are not in the kingdom. We know that. Why are we acting like they have to act like we are? When we are the ones that God is calling to, that Bible is not for Beyonce. That Bible is for us that claim to follow Jesus. It would be for her if she had a right to it, but we're not extending our hand to her. Anything that Tasha Cobb prayed for was something that obviously needed to be prayed because we don't know where her life's going to be at the end of this tour. But at least somebody's gunning for her. At least somebody's trying to reach her in a way that others won't. Yeah, so basically, you know, to end that last segment um i thought about it and it's just like to me in my mind it felt like it's like the lord was saying who stoned stephen you know what i mean who who really killed jesus it's kind of like we get to this place i think as believers where we think we're so self-righteous and are right for our persecution of other people that we call it truth and kind of like sort of like trying to hold people accountable but we're not listening to the, what the holy spirit says and what god thinks about the situation i know because god has had to check me on numerous times on situations where i've said something on social media or i've thought something and god's like mm -mm, you don't know my thoughts regarding that you need to repent and you need to pray so if i know god is dealing with me in that way and i have that same holy spirit what makes you think that i believe that he's having people go on social media and bash all these people like, there's been so much going on, and I'm going to say it, about Maverick City music, right? I've seen stuff about them, and I hadn't even known there was any issues because last year I had, it was just not even anything personal, but I wasn't really listening to their music that much. And it might have been just the Holy Spirit not having me listen to it. But I was listening to certain songs, but it was just like after a while, I wasn't on social media. I wasn't following anything. So I really didn't know what was going on until later. I'm like, oh, I've been months away from what I've found out about this. I didn't even know this was an issue that there was a lot of this conundrum <laughs> and riffraff about what was happening with Maverick City Music. And I'm not going to go into detail about it, but um, about full detail about it. But basically, there's been a lot of... Um, 
I want to say persecution because there's some truth to some of the stuff that they've been experiencing. And I'm not going to like say, okay, there, there is not some truth to it, but I just believe that, you know, the Lord is dealing with people and our call as Christians is to pray. We're not always supposed to go to social media and run and say how wrong somebody is when I feel like we've all been dirty, filthy rags and done some really dirt stuff. I think about my college days and how holy I thought I was still, even though I was cutting up. I was in a sorority. I was dancing, doing all kinds of stuff. I was dancing in cages at the club, like struggling with masturbation. And that's going to be a whole nother segment because, yeah, I was doing all of these things. Yet I was going to church. I was singing. I was doing stuff for God, but I was still living a double life. That's what God would say. You hot and cold, you you in and out. You was lukewarm. You was whatever. Ebony, you're not me. And God was still speaking to me. I was still having dreams, still struggling, okay? But it wasn't until 2012 where God whipped my butt. Oh, I got a spanking spanking. And I got a little taps on the hand after that too. But it literally had to be God be like, okay, are you ready to give me all of you? Because it seems like to me that you're still fighting me. This flesh is really, really fighting me. And I wanted God, but I wanted me too. You know what I'm saying? Even I could be still still seen as the most holy roller because a lot of people would still call me a square. Because like, you don't do nothing. You don't drink, no smoke. You ain't having sex. You ain't doing <laughs> But to God, I was still had filthy rags. You see what I'm saying? So in his sight, I was unholy. Even though I still probably was still at that time. And I do believe I was still struggling with self-righteousness, even though I was cutting up just like anybody else outside of the world, in the world was doing it. But this is why it's a battle, battle of the bands, you know what I'm saying? We call it the battle of bands because we sometimes even act like, I'm going to call it what it is. And God has shown me this because I was, I was like this and God had to deal with me in this area of my life. And I have to check that. It wasn't even Joseph's brothers. It was the brother of the prodigal son. We always talk about the prodigal son. You know, there's a song out about it, many songs about prodigal son. But we don't deal with how the brother treated the prodigal son when he came back. He, in his self-righteousness, felt like his brother didn't deserve to come back home. Didn't deserve to even have the inheritance because of what he did with it when the father gave it to him. Maybe it was premature, like I talked about this in another podcast. Maybe it was. But who are you as a brother to judge him? God's son. Because you see how the father treated him. What if the dad rejected the son what if the dad said you can't come back here you did what you did with the inheritance how do you think that would have made him feel probably lowly more depressed strung out on whatever wine or alcohol they had back then because you know they didn't have alcohol like we have now but homeless why would not the father take his son back after he that what a what a love unconditional and here the brother is not accepting the brother, not hugging the brother. The dad threw the, well, from the Jesus stories we had back in the day with my mom bias tapes, he threw him a party. Isn't that what the Lord would do for another person that got saved that we felt like didn't accept him? Like they rejoice when people get saved in heaven. Like literally the angels are rejoicing. Like they're, they're they are having a celebration when somebody gives their life to Jesus every single day. Every day somebody gives their life to Christ, to Christ, we should be rejoicing just like them. Though we may have not crossed over yet, we're trying to bring kingdom on earth. So our mindset needs to be kingdom on earth. Yeah, we're still, we have flesh, but this is why we have to stay in the spirit. We have to stay in the presence of God because he wants us to think as if he thinks. He wants us to think as if we're in heaven because we're bringing kingdom down. 
love our neighbor, forgive people quickly, be kind to one another. Like there's so much in this that we're learning about. I think the last two years should have taught us something, something. We're going on three years out of coming out this pandemic, yo. Like we have had to learn something, but I feel like the, the church still hasn't learned. We're talking about everybody falling in the church and mega churches and all of this stuff. But why is this even a thing that we're even concerned about? We should be concerning on concerned about rebuilding a solid foundation in the days like Noah in the church, because folks are going to be drowning and we want to be in a lifeboat. I'm going to be in a lifeboat. I'm going to make sure I have my stuff prepared. I'm going to make sure that I'm doing what the Lord told me to do because we think this pandemic is over, but we don't know what's coming next. I don't know what that administration is planning. I don't know what is going on around me. People think this pandemic is over. Do you know that this AI stuff is trying to be taken over? You know, they're still building robots. The robotic and all this stuff, the science and stuff doesn't stop just because the pandemic is over. They did what they needed to do. The, de the devil came to still kill and destroy. And he destroyed a lot of things. He did. You see, Dr. Fauci stepped down. while of a sudden. I won't go into that because, you know, platforms don't be letting you talk about COVID and all this stuff. They start flagging you and all this stuff. But seriously, there's a lot that has taken place in the darkness and the outside world. But there's a lot of stuff that's taking place in the darkness in the church, too. And it's not just people that are dropping like flies and falling. It's people that are actually doing the work of the devil, too, that is on Satan's team because they're gossiping. They're, they're, they think they're doing the Lord's work, but they're not. This is not where the church needs to be. And I don't care if you think you have the Holy Spirit and you're still getting on social media and you're blasting people. That's not, that's not, God ain't in that. We use the scripture to try to justify our wrongdoings and our feelings and try to get out there and put things out there like God is telling you to do that. And we need to stop lying to ourselves. God is not telling you to do that at all. And I'm only talking about openly about this because I've seen it way too much. And I've done social media, I've done platforms, I've done, excuse me, segments on this. And I'm just, I'm to my point. I'm to my limit. And I think God is too. God doesn't need another social media gossip Christian online. There's too many people dying and going to hell for that. There's too many people. We are responsible for our own cross, right? We're supposed to carry it. Yes, we do hold each other accountable, but let God deal with them. Pray to God's conviction and just keep moving forward. Because you got people that need to watch you that need Jesus. Our platforms should not just be for the church. And some people are called to just the church and to just deal with the body. But I get that. But at the end of the day, like there are people that are going to be watching that doesn't understand. And they're trying to find Jesus. And they're just looking at another gossip video. And they just can't find Christ. That's what I'm trying to get to. God doesn't need another one of that. They need people that maybe you do have music. Maybe you do have a platform. Maybe you are out here supposed to be doing music and you love Jesus. But if another Christian is seeing you do that and then you're seeing you talking about them in your video, it doesn't add up. But you're going to just say, no, they just don't want to hear the truth. No, your truth is tainted with your idea of what God is saying. And it's not the truth because it's you in that. There's no love. There's no, no conviction. God convicts. Like, why are we trying to do what God's job is? That's what we need to stop trying to do. Like, you're not supposed to be trying to convict people. It's condemnation is what it is. Now, I can see if God lets somebody to speak to somebody, keep that in private. Don't be coming on social media talking about, well, I had to go talk to Lecrae because he's out of order. <laughs> why is that my business? I don't care. I'm going to pray for Lecrae and I'm going to just keep praying for him. 
people like that that have a public platform that are Christian too still struggle with depression and stuff like that. And it's not because they're all doing wrong. It's because they're in front of all of us who are criticizing them, who are judging them, who are persecuting them. Like, he's not the same. Well, are we going to pray for him? Like, you try getting at that level and see how much you still love Jesus. You, you try getting at that level and see if you going to still not compromise. That test comes for everybody. I don't care where you go. I don't care who you are. You get the promotion and st- still see if you're not going to get trapped up into some, some, some bamboozle Ponzi scheme in your job. We always think it'll never be us because we're not in their spot. But you don't know what God's going to call you to in the next five years. And if you're going to be tested with that, because all that talk you talking, the devil's just what he is waiting like a grizzly bear to attack you in that area that you think you got all together. God is ready to come after you like you just been attacking Lecrae. You don't know if that spirit's going to come and attack you. Trust me. You don't know if a homosexual demon trying to come to you. You think you're so in Christ. I'm telling you, the devil don't play. <laughs> and you better make sure you got all your ducks in a row before he come trying to come for you because he's going to try some tricks. He got new ones up his sleeve too. He don't do he don't do the same. He he usually does the same thing, but he'll try something different to see where you, where you're weak at. Like we got to stop acting like we're above being temp- tempted and tested too. You know, I was watching a video of a social media influencer, and I love this woman, her husband. They're amazing, and I just I appreciate them very, very much. And they were talking about um, they were talking about love and marriage and stuff like that, and they were talking about infidelity and relationships. And um, I believe the woman she touched on saying, like, people always say that will never be me. They will never cheat on their spouse. But she was like, honestly, you don't know what you're going to go through, and you really don't know what situation you get in to where it'll lead you to a place of not checking certain things and not being open about what you're struggling with and what you're dealing with. And it made me think about it. It's like, people think that way. I will never do that before they get married, but they end up doing it because you're not checking every, every, every box. You're not making sure everything is in order. And you're definitely not praying and staying in the presence of God because you do have weak moments. I'm not saying you're going to be looking lustfully at other people, But there are just moments in your marriage that you're just going to go through some things. You're going to have to grow through it. And if you don't handle it correctly, you could very very well be the one to go and cheat on your spouse emotionally and physically. So never say it'll never be you because the enemy hears you say that and he's going to be like, oh, yeah, (laughs) we'll see because you're going to have a fine line walk across your your screen one day. And you're going to be looky-loo, tempted and tested all at the same time. Just, and I loved the way she put it because I'm like, she's absolutely correct. And I remember I had to catch myself one day because I said that years ago. And I and I checked myself immediately there. And I feel like it was a Holy Spirit check because he was like, you don't know. And I'm not going to say I'm going to do that to myself because I don't plan on it. Okay, man. So keep us lifted. <laughs> but I'm just saying like, I checked myself then because I was one of those persons that said that. You know what I'm saying? And I'm glad she touched on that again because I have a new perspective about it. And I had one back then. This was actually in college when I said this 10 10 plus years ago. But I've checked myself since then because I'm like, we don't know what we're going to be. We don't know the tests that are going to come, especially if you're not there yet. You know what I'm saying? You don't know what loans you're going to have. And you have to make sure you take that before the Lord because we are still human and we are still fleshly. This is why I touch on things like the social media people on there talking and bashing other Christians and celebrities, because I'm just like, just wait your turn. Just wait and see. (laughs) You just wait because you're out here talking so much. You're one of the ones. And I'm just waiting 
to see what God allows you to go through because you don't know how to shut your mouth. This is why you just have to catch, catch yourself because these are the type of people also that claim to love Jesus that just think they are just so above the law. They get there. They'll try to say stuff like, well, I'm not perfect either. And I understand this and that you say that, but with your words, you're still in your actions are just telling me that you really think you're better than these other people too. You just think you're so close to God that you'll never do anything wrong. David had a heart right after God. And what did he do? Slept with Bathsheba and killed a man. Loved God. David was really close to God. Very close. Homeboy. Abraham. Righteous man. Lied about Sarah. <laughs> had a baby out of wedlock. Literally. Had a surrogate mom. Did some things before God's time. Abraham. These are people that really loved God. Really. Really loved God. Just had a heart after God. Just God just loved him. Ace Boon Coons. Cut up. <laughs> Samson. <laughs> Believed he loved God. Strong man. Probably was the strongest man ever in life. Gave up the goods and the secrets to Delilah. Loved God. Believe Samson was had a close relationship with the Lord. Just got caught slipping. <laughs> That's why we should never say never. You know, I'm sure David didn't really think he would ever, you know, and David had plenty of wives, you know, he had a few. Bathsheba wasn't the only one, but that was another man's wife. And the way that he did went about it was wrong. We know that. But love God. That's why we can't ever think that we're like above any. We can't think that we would never do something. We have to always stay before God and we have to stay in our word and stay in prayer. And can't get on social media talking about other folks. And I'm not talking about the other Christians. I'm addressing something that is hot topic right now. And that's everybody doing it. And it's wrong. This is the type of thing that you need to be held accountable for. This is the stuff. Now get on social media thinking you just blast every Christian artist or social media influencer or whatever because you feel like what they're doing is wrong. And they're just pacifying celebrities and celebrities are going to hell and all of this. This is not kingdom. I don't know what this is, but this is not the God that I serve at all. And then you got people chiming in in the comments, second it. I'm like, oh God, where have we gone? The, the church, like I said, this is why we have no power. The presence of God is leaving and there's no anointing and we don't see miracles. I want to be able to walk into a hospital and pray over the sick and they recover. Get off that blade of affliction. I'm sorry. I want to be walk, able to walk past the people that are struggling with fentanyl outside my door and cast them demons out. And pray for salvation. That's the type of power that I want. I don't want to be caught, caught up gossiping about things that really don't concern me because there are people outside dying, literally, outside my door. And I'm out here worried about all of the things that really don't matter when there are people out there that really need Jesus. Beyonce needs him too, but we all need to be out there evangelizing, not on social media talking about God knows what. We are not doing the Lord's work. People are outside needing us. Kids need food. They are struggling. Do you, have you seen the school food? Like folks need to eat. We talk about prices going up. There's still some people just rampaging through the trash can. I see it all the time. I've brought donuts to people outside. I've given what I can. God's had me give stuff to people. He's had me pray for people outside. This is kingdom. This is evangelism. This is what we're supposed to be doing. I think people are just trying to keep making money. I understand your family has to eat, but are you really trusting God? Or are you just doing the flesh work? Because I'm just like, I don't understand. 
People are struggling. People need God. We are so out of touch with Jesus and we know him. This is the part that I don't get. Deliverance is for everyone. Salvation is for everyone. We came, Jesus came for everybody. He came for the most darkest person. He came for Bill Gates and I can't stand him. If he repented today, God would accept Bill Gates. I don't think that's on his, I, I don't think that's on his uh, <laughs> AI list of things to do. But I just, I've been just saying the love of God supersedes any, he created everybody. So why wouldn't he? And the Bible says he put place eternity in their hearts. So even the atheists might think that they don't even need Jesus. They don't know Jesus. They don't want God, but it's in their heart, whether they think they are or not. That's why they're debating so much because it's like, why is there a God? There is not a God. There can't be a God. What are the, eternity's in your heart, boo-boo. There is a God. You're created in his image. You just need to be reminded of that. It's just like we can't be out here just cutting up as the church. And this is why we're in disarray. I'm telling you the truth. I know what God shows me. I have discernment and I have the gift of seeing things. It's, it is what it is. I've, been, I've had it since I was a little girl, even before then, because the Lord knew me in my mama's womb. So he know the gift he gave me. I see stuff. I can see through stuff. Girl, you can call me Cyclops because I'm it. I can see it all. My kids will never be able to get anything past me. I was the type that couldn't really get too much past my mom. Like I did some things and my mama didn't catch everything, but my mom just knew stuff and mothers usually do. But when you, when my mom has a gift, like she did, <laughs> she'd be like, yeah, I had a dream about that a lot. <laughs> or even my auntie would call me like, mm-hmm, Ebony's been doing this. I had a dream. I was like, <laughs> when you have, when you have parents that know the Lord, you can't, you can't really do nothing. I'm sorry. Your parents be knowing stuff. Call you out, praying in tongues. All that. Now, they don't know everything. You might have some secrets and stuff. They can't catch everything. But it's just like, at the end of the day, you might end up confessing because you're like, Mom, I used to do this. She's like, what? What did you, what? You know that? But you feel so bad that you just confess it. Because <laughs> it feels like the Holy Spirit is telling you, okay, you need to tell your mom that now. I'm like, okay. And I've had moments where I've done that too. So it's just like, having growing up in a Christian home and with a, a, a parent that has the Holy Spirit and that listens to God, you can't get too much past them. And furthermore, people always think you're like the goody goody two shoes that they people already beside I mean, because like, mm -hmm, I know you you think you're good, but I know you'd be doing stuff. And it's like, yeah, I was sneaky when I was little, but I, I, I literally wanted to try to obey because I wanted to be a good girl because I was a people pleaser and I tried to please, you know, people around me, too. So that was a part of the problem that I had to come out of because I ain't trying to please nobody with Jesus at this point. If you don't like it. Oh, well. But at that point, you know, when you're younger, you try to please people because you just want things to be right and perfect. I had a little bit of perfectionism and all of that stuff. That's a whole nother segment for another day. But I just really want to wrap up everything because I feel like the Lord was just leading me to just call out the, the, the fluff and the mess that we're doing in the church. It's like I've talked about this on several occasions because I'm like, I just feel like we don't get it. But at least if 700 of y'all are listening, see, I've got 700 and something plays people are listening. I want you to know that don't engage with that because that's not God. It's, 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 it's breeding on self-righteousness. It's breeding on feeling like people don't deserve to be in the kingdom, even if they've done wrong. It's like, that's not the God we serve. He serves everybody. People that cry, Lord, Lord, are not going to be going to make it in. So how would we make it seem like people that are Beyonce, Chris Brown, and all of these people that are celebrity can't have a shot? Like, it's like, you deserve to be in the kingdom too. Now repent. We're going to come on. We're going to do this thing together. I'm going to walk with you. I'm going to pray for you. So what if Beyonce's cast spells? That people say she's a witch and all this kind of stuff? I don't know what she does. If she is, we don't have the power and authority to uh, usurp that. Obviously, we don't think we do because we think the devil has more authority than Jesus Christ. Clearly, he doesn't. But we get so caught up in what they're doing. It's so dark. We we don't remember we have the light to, to shine over that. We have authority. 
But I guess we don't know that. So we talking so much about it that we're losing power and we don't have nothing to overthrow it. I pray my prayers get through for her because I would never want her to go, have gone to hell. That would be on us too. It's her choice. yet to choose Jesus. But at the end of the day, can we not pray for her to at least have some kind of revelation? You know what I'm saying? Prayers do change things. Prayers protect us. There probably been many accidents that you should have got in, but it was your grandmama and your mama and your mama's mama that prayed for you. You probably should have been dead sleeping in your grave, but it was the love of God and the prayers of the righteous. What do they do? They avail as much. So why are we not praying for Beyonce? Pray If you felt like Tasha Cobb was wrong and you was on here, you know what happened? Pray for her too. I don't feel like her prayer was like anything that was like, okay, you know, I don't think why people would think that she needed to put up repentance prayer on there because that wasn't going to reach her. <laughs> that would have made it worse. God draws through love. And think about when you first got drawn to Jesus. Did somebody just say, you need to get a repent? If you had already known Jesus and you had got off the wayward, you were a little wayward, maybe they did do it like that. But I don't remember Jesus drawing me like that. And in the beginning, my butt whoopers was when I knew God, but then he was soft with me. I didn't understand why things were happening, but then I realized, oh, wait, that was kind of like a butt whooping. But it was to get me right because I was already saved. Somebody like Beyonce that's not saved, that really hasn't been walking with him all this life, she hasn't been building on spiritual foundations. So why do we expect much from her? I keep going back to this. It's like, we cannot expect more from people that they don't even have. You can't. If she even got saved today, she would still be a baby. I can't say, oh, Beyonce, like they did with Kanye. It's like they were trashing him right after he got saved as if he was already a toddler. Like we wanted, it was like Christians wanted Kanye to walk when he just came out the womb. That's what salvation is like for somebody that's new. Even if you feel like, well, they knew God, but they weren't spending their years building with God. They weren't building their salvation. They weren't building their their workmanship for him. And they weren't building, they didn't know the word. So it's like, why do we expect them to automatically start walking when they're still a baby? Wow, wow. We got to feed them milk. People around them have to feed them milk. Step by step, leading of the Holy Spirit, reading the word, starting John, starting Luke, starting you know what I'm saying? Malachi, start on Matthew, start with Genesis, you know, baby steps. It's like a mother that just gives birth to a child. You can't tell them, okay, now it's time for you to walk. You can teach them, but if they're not even crawling, how are they going to walk? They can't even sit up yet. They are steps. The baby got to first be able to sit up and stand up first. You know what I'm saying? And then even then, they can't stand up prematurely. Sure. A lot of times that makes the baby bow-legged. Maybe that's what happened with me. I don't know. <laughs> but you know what I'm saying? Like there's steps to get a baby to walk. And it's such a rejoicing moment when a baby walks or a child starts to walk. It's like, yes, you're independent. Now you can walk a little bit. You can do your own thing. You might fall a little bit. Mama might have to hold your hand. It's walking baby steps. So I just implore you and I encourage you to pray for these celebrities. This is a celebrity call action Pray for her. Pray for Beyonce. Pray for Chris Brown. Pray for Adele. Pray that they come into the love of Jesus, that somebody impresses on their heart, that somebody reaches them. This podcast may never reach them, but I'm for them. I'm not for the things that they've done if they're wrong. No, but I'm for Jesus, so I got to be for them because he's team, team Jesus is team Beyonce. Why? Because he wants her. Why? Because he loves her. I should love Beyonce. I may not love what she does. You don't love a wayward child, do you, when they're doing wrong? Well, she's blaspheming the Holy Spirit, and you haven't? You haven't cut somebody out recently? 
Curses are curses. It don't matter if you're cussing at your mama, your daddy, your cousin, your kids. Beyonce, she just if she's doing spells or somebody doing spells around her, I don't know. I know she's under control. That's all I know. But God couldn't redeem that? I, I just, I don't understand why we put people in hell before they even go there. We don't want nobody in hell. Or do you? Some Christians literally think everybody in their mama who ain't of God should go to hell. They're doing wrong. That's where they go. That's what the Bible says. Mm, but the Bible talks about repentance and it talks about salvation. Now, yeah, the man, the, the rich ruler, he gave up. He didn't give up his 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 life for God because he wanted that. And some people do. They want that lifestyle. But in my heart of hearts, I really don't believe Beyonce wants to do the things that she's doing because of the dream that I've had about her. And I've had multiple dreams of her. But that one that I had, it let me know that something is going on within her, that if she could, she would. If she could change the game, I really believe she could. But because of what she's under, I think it'd be so hard for her that even if she tried to give her life to Jesus, it will fail and she it might end her life because of what she's subject to. And it's hard to stomach and think of, but it's a dark world out there. Think about how presence of God is and how light and refreshing and how you felt the strength of God and you felt the presence of God so much. You've just been in worship and you just felt so changed. Now think about the dark side of that. I can imagine. Maybe that's why Tasha prayed. Maybe that's why. Because of the darkness around her, because of the surrounding demonic forces, the things that influence her, things that come into her body when she's performing. She's not even herself. It's like a robot. It's like literally things that just come over her that she can't even, she doesn't have control of even her own body. I can imagine that. Pray for her, please. If you are on this podcast, I'm not saying go and get a concert ticket. I'm not saying that what she's doing is right. I'm telling you to pray like you would pray for a lost child. I mean, you better go into fasting and praying for her. It may not be long before she's gone. And I'm, I'm not prophesying this. and I'm not speaking curse over Beyonce. I'm just saying what I feel. We don't know. And because she publicly put that out and she's a public person, Tasha, we ought to be praying too. But I've seen so many Christians, I'm not praying for nothing else but her salvation. Who are you? You don't even save nobody. You better be praying that you can keep yours. Uh, seriously. Because she's just done so wrong. We shouldn't be praying for her salvation or her repentance. I'm not praying for God to bless her. Why wouldn't you pray for God to bless her? Bless her children. Bless Blue Ivy. Bless uh, the twins. Touch them, God. May they know you. May they not be subject to this world because her mo the mother is. Like, you need to pray for that. Go in and ask God, what do you want for Beyonce? Pray for her salvation. Please pray that she repents. But pray. Y'all need to pray. I'm serious. We need to pray for her. So that's where I'm at. And actually, I'm going to spend the next whatever minutes that I have left praying. Dear Heavenly Father, I just thank you for this time. And I thank you for a moment of listening to me. And hearing my heart cry for compassion for people like Beyonce and, and all the rest of the celebrities that need your help. God, she may not be crying out to us in the physical God, but her heart may be crying out that she needs you. And I too, Ebony, am going to pray for Beyonce. I'm going to lift her up, Father, because you know her. You know her. You made her. You created her in her mother's womb. And you knew her before she was born. Maybe this was not the path you had for her. No, it wasn't the path you had for her, God. Maybe you started her on a journey, God, but she took off on another way, God. Maybe she was drawn in by the lust of the flesh and the pride of life. God, but I know you. 
And I know you are a God that could deliver anybody. If you delivered me, Father, you could deliver Beyonce, Father. So I'm praying on behalf of your daughter, who you made, not the one who's of the world, the Beyonce you created, God, who started off with you, God, that you would mend her broken heart and you would bring about the change that she needs so that her heart can be with yours. Whether that means it's at the end of her life, God, whether that means it won't be long, God, that she may 